Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Let me throw down some introductions. We got Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What's up, Jacob? What is up, Brandon? Life is good. Fantastic week in the stock market. Myriad genetics up, Netflix <laughs> up. I'm finally not uh, in the hole. I'm finally making money. I think I'm up like $3. Get out while you down. still can, man. Get out. I was down almost $70, so I've made a big comeback. That's true, man. And uh, yeah, so today's a fantastic day. So I'm investing in three stocks, two of which are doing well, and the, the third one is terrible. So What's it's actually brought one? me down. Something we know? No, it's nothing I even is know. It a, is it a penny stock? <laughs> no, it's not a penny stock. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I don't even... What made you invest in a company <laughs> so that you funny. know nothing about? Dude, so... Uh, <clears throat> Did you I like just Google? Idea. No, I liked it. So I used your tweet. What's that? Stock Twits. Stock Twits. Stock Twits.com. Stock Twits. And uh, just the day I was looking, it was a trending stock. Yeah. And I looked at the, the trend, uh, and I saw that... It, all, everyone that I've in, invested in has taken a tank and then showed that it started to come up. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was. It's called uh, Rapid Seven Inc. Sounds trustworthy. Yeah, it's down almost two dollars. Yeah, uh, but my other one is up. Oh, it used to be up higher. It's not up anymore. Myriad's up a lot. Wow. Welcome to the stock market. It's up over a dollar. Yeah, it's done. I told you, man. Just hang out. Dude, it's probably uh, gonna go down again. Yeah, two bucks higher than when I bought it. About. Anyway, so stock market. Stock market. Uh, Paxton Gray, director of marketing operations at ninety seventh floor. What's up, Jacob? What's up, my man? What happened with you this week? I uh, we bought uh well. 97th floor had a leadership retreat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I went fly fishing for the first time. Caught nothing. Did anyone you went with know how to fly fish? I don't think so. We had some tour guides that showed us how to do it, but everybody caught a lot of stuff but me. You didn't catch any. I was the only one. They didn't catch any. But I will say that was my favorite activity that we did. I love fly fishing i kind of want to just go get some waders and just go stand out in a river somewhere and just stand there it was awesome a waiter yeah waiters w-a-d are those the big boots they're like the pants oh the pants the overalls that have the 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 boots uh built in there yep 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 and i'm jacob perry digital marketing manager of vivint smart home how was your week it's pretty good so monday tuesday wednesday i spent my days at mozcon this week have you guys ever been to MozCon? No, sir. I have not. 97th Floor had some people go to MozCon last year, right? We did, and we had the team go. Who went? Uh, Josh, Cade, uh, Nils. Yep, I think it was just those three. Those three, huh? And did they come back saying that it was valuable? Oh, Cameron went too. Uh, yeah, I mean, they came back. There's, like, there's you know. I mean, they came there. back. Yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, I think <laughs> came they, back. I, I'm pretty sure they gave the same kind of just like yeah, you know, like it's good, it's good. What's uh, what's your takeaway? So in, I was in underwhelmed. One sentence, not underwhelmed. necessarily by the content, but by the conference itself. Uh, mm. So it, it's held in Seattle. I think it's held at the same con- convention center every single year. It it the convention center felt a little run down and old. 
so I went to inbound last year. I know you're going to inbound this year. Yep. I was not happy with inbound whatsoever. The like the way that it was run, but the way that it was like set up and the way that made you feel as a an attendee, you felt really, really great and special, you know. Uh, it was huge. The front of the convention center was like, it was obvious that inbound had taken over the entire building. Yeah. Uh, their, their, inso- or the, uh, their insignia, their logo, their, I mean, it was just everywhere. What about, the, just co- what about the content for inbound? So the content at inbound was also good. Uh, not quite as good. I, I mean, we're going back a year now, so it's, my memory is not as great. Not as good as Mars. To, yeah. Though. Especially going back just three days. Uh, but, uh, I don't remember thinking, oh, this content sucks. I mean, it was good, right? It was fine. Yeah. So one of the big distinguishing factors of inbound and Moz is that inbound has mostly breakout sessions and Moz, every person sits through every talk. I so love no that. Sessions. I love that format over the breakout session. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't like having to choose. I, I love when you know that everyone in the conference saw the same thing you did and that allows you to just spark up conversation like, yeah. hey, what would you think of that? That was weird when they said that, right? And then you're just instantly talking. But at, at, when you have to choose and there's breakouts, you just you can't connect that way. You got FOMO. What's Plus, that? Fear of missing out. Yeah. Oh. So, so, the, so from a business standpoint, <laughs> I can see breakouts fine. If you've got a big team and you just spread out and then you take the notes and then you come back and you can collaborate on that, it's like, you know, Buh. you know, yeah. more ground. It's like school. Gaining more ground or whatever. It's like school. Yeah, how's that it like point, school? You got to take notes, compare notes. You got group oh, work. Yeah. yeah. So every speaker at MozCon is essentially a keynote. That's speaker. exactly right. Every speaker is the keynote speaker, That's and everyone cool. sits in the same room for the entire time. So there is an element of kind of sitting in the same spot all all day. You know, they do. Do you get to know the people around you though? Because it's always the same spot. You know. No, we no. Did you go with a team or by yourself? I went with a team. So there were four of us. What's weird is, so the first two rows at the very front are like VIP rows. And by VIP, I don't mean like you have to be a certain type of person or have purchased a certain ticket. It's just the first two rows are like real, they're like comfortable cushion chairs and nobody used them. It was so weird. So the second half of the conference, my team and I just went up there and not even all the seats were filled. So we're sitting like 10 feet away from the speakers on the stage for without real competition like we would just walk in and the seats would be available it was Hmm. so weird but it was weird it was awesome so anyway i agree with you paxton sitting there for all of them everyone in the same room i prefer that what happened to inbound which i hear they've one of the terrible terrible things that happened to inbound which i hear they are changing and making better this year is they didn't have enough space for all the attendees in the breakout room so the most popular ones would fill up and not even half the people who wanted to go see it could. And the lines were so huge that if you committed to a specific breakout mm. and you were not towards the front of the line, first of all, you had to like camp out, right? You had to like miss breakouts in order to go stand in line for the next breakout. And if you were in the back of the line and didn't make it in, by that time, all the other ones, like your second or third pick, would already be full and you'd have to go to some, you know, random breakout session that no one is really attending. Another thing they did was they put the the less popular breakouts in the huge rooms and the popular ones were in the smaller rooms. Hmm. It was so weird. 
so this year, supposedly, they are renting out more space outside of the convention center, like across the street into hotel rooms or hotels. So it's supposed to be better. Uh, last year, I complained on inbound.org and uh, um, what's the guy's name? Ed Fry? No, inbound guy. Um, Darmish? Yeah, Darmish. Yeah. Darmish personally responded to my complaint on inbound. And uh, he told me to check it out again this year, but I'm not going this year. I, I would, but I I spent yeah, my. Yeah. They need to introduce a fast pass, just kind of go the Disney route. So what they yeah. did <laughs> is they have VIP tickets, which I think they had last year, but I don't think they've worked the same way. VIP tickets, you basically select beforehand every one you want to attend, and then they have a reserved seat for you at each breakout. They did have VIP tickets last year, but they did not work that way. As you said, and it's quite possible that I just do not understand how they work, and that's my assumption. So, <laughs> so how long were you sitting at Mozcon on a consecutive basis? Like so you there from like nine to five? No, it wasn't terrible. So in the morning they would have two speakers and then a break, and the breaks were thirty minutes. And what happens during the break? It's just eat snacks. Yeah, they've got snacks, and they've got they had vendors um, hand selected. Like these weren't vendors that could pay Moz hand-selected these vendors and invited them for free. So they were only the vendors that, like, Moz liked and uses. So you can go and visit them and talk through that stuff. Uh, but that's it. Like, there were snacks and... Lunch? and stuff. Dinner provided? They provided breakfast and lunch, but not dinner. So you went two sessions, 30-minute break, two sessions, hour-and-a-half lunch, two sessions break, two sessions end. Hmm. So each day was basically, what is that, eight speakers? Two, four, six, eight, yeah. So you had eight speakers a day for three days. Anyway, uh, let me let me kind of give you a quick rundown of some of the best speakers. Uh, what, Moz, what Moz does, so they record every session, and then they sell the recordings for a few hundred dollars for people who either didn't attend or went and want the library. I don't know if people who attended get it for free, but uh, if you did not go to MozCon, you still have an opportunity to purchase the videos of every single session and get the content for a, uh, a discounted price of, I think, three or $400 or something. Anyway, first of all, let me talk about Mike Arneson. You know Mike Arneson, don't you? My Brandon? man. You like Mike Arneson? Yep. What do you like about him? Uh, just because he showed me attention when I was very young in the industry. I have an experience with Mike Arneson that is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Tell me. So I saw him speak at SMX East, uh, a conference at which I was also speaking. And uh, I really liked his presentation. And I just reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, dude, you should work at Nice and Floor. And uh, I think he thought I was extending to him an official job offer or that I had the power to hire him. Uh, which I did not. And uh, he was like, you're extending an offer to me on Twitter? Uh, like, uh, basically kind of shaming me for <laughs> publicly extending a job offer to him. How anyway. did you respond? Uh, I was just like, uh, no, I don't have the power to hire you, dude. I just think it'd be cool to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was shortly after that, that he quit the agency he was working for and started his own. Yeah, so... His presentation was one of the only ones that more than 90% of the content went completely over my head. <laughs> was he talking about markup a no, lot? Uh, 
I know he's way into markup. No, he was he was uh, maybe a little. He was talking uh, tag manager, Google Tag Manager. Mm-hmm. The name of his presentation is Twenty Nine Advanced Google Tag Manager Tips Every Marketer Should Know." But if you go through his presentation, which every everyone uh, has the slides available, you can go download all the decks. You just it doesn't come with the video right now. Um, you look at his slides, and it's just like. What? <laughs> yeah, he's fairly technical. It's super technical. Yeah. And the way he was talking, he, he was like, he made it, it's so funny. He It was as if he was like unintentionally making every marketer feel like an idiot. He's like, yeah, this <laughs> stuff is like really easy. Uh, I'm just going to blow through this. And it's like, I have no clue what you're saying. So needless to say, I got a lot of my emails uh, taken care of during his presentation. <laughs> um <laughs> There was there were a few that that, that that like popped out at me, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we could probably do that." But our technical guy was at the conference, so I was like, "I'll let him take the notes on that." What's well, like the audience there? Did you get a feel from here? Like, is a lot of agency people, a lot of non marketing people. They're more so business owners. I have no idea. So I I read an article before going that talks about how to attend conferences, and one of the <laughs> one of the first tips is go alone. Because if you go with yeah. a group of people, that's who you spend your time with. And if you go alo- alone, you're more likely to network and, and spend more time trying to you know get to know others. I have no clue. I, I did almost no networking. I did see John Doherty there. I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to, I didn't talk to Oh, actually, I did talk to Ed Fry. I ran into Ed Fry, and I, I, I chatted with him for a few minutes about his new job. His new gig. His new gig. And I thought afterwards, I was like, dang, I should have... Invited him on the show. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's not too late. I could reach out on Twitter and, and invite him. He'd probably do it. Uh, I want to share one very sad story about Moz. There was a... So one of the speakers, her name was Kirsty Kirsty Hulse, okay? And she's British. Uh, when she first came out, it took a little bit of getting used to her accent because it's kind of thick. Like She kind of has this, an accent like Adele. And anyone who is... British probably is like, no, it's nothing like Adele. But to my untrained American ears, her accent kind of sounded like Adele. And her presentation was really great. But 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 if you've ever presented like Paxton, and maybe it's different at different conferences, but it's really dark in the room and all the lights are right in your face. So you can't see the audience at all. Right. right. So as you're speaking, you're just speaking to empty Emptiness. darkness. Yep. Uh, and every once in a while, if like, it's funny because a lot of them would say, you know, by the raise of hand, blah, blah, blah. And then they would immediately say, well, I, I can't see your hands anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, some <laughs> of them would put their hands over their eyes to try to, you know, yeah. squint and see the hands. Uh, anyway, she she couldn't see anyone. And uh, with her really thick British accent, uh, so for the first time this year, they, they hired a, a person to close caption the thing. So on the monitors, you could live see someone typing out what they're saying Mm -hmm. and her name was Stacy and there were periods of her talk that she couldn't understand her the translator the translator uh, yeah the the closed captioner Stacy Stacy transcriptionist was the the, uh, stenographer Ah, there you go Stacy was the stenographer for Kirsty and she was making Harry Potter references and Stacy had never seen or read Harry Potter (laughs) and she couldn't quite understand what Kirsty was saying so 
uh, Kirsty was saying uh, uh, dark arts, but Stacy heard dark hearts, and she was talking about house elves and like Dobby and things like that. And Stacy, the stenographer, kept misspelling things and misinterpreting things, so the audience was laughing. And Kirsty had no clue because she couldn't see the closed captioning on the screens. Right. So she's just talking. All of a sudden, the audience would start laughing. And then Stacy would break out of, you know, as Jared mentioned today, the fourth dimension of her role as the <laughs> stenographer. And she would say, uh, I've never seen Harry Potter. I can't understand Kirsty or whatever. And people would laugh more. And Kirsty has no clue. Uh. She's just seeing darkness. And in the middle of her presentation, people just start laughing out loud. And she just stops. She's like, I, I mean, kind of jokey. She's like, I literally have no idea why you're laughing right now. <laughs> and everyone's just like, I, I was in the front row. I was watching her. I wasn't even looking at the close. I didn't know why people were laughing. Yeah. And, uh, and then it died down and she kind of went back into her talk. And then people started laughing again. And she's like, uh, she just stops. And she's like, what is going on right now? And someone yells out in the audience and explains, Stacy can't understand you. She's never seen Harry Potter. And then Kirsty kind of kind of laughs it off like, Oh, sorry, Stacy, blah, blah, blah. And then and then she tries to get back in her presentation, but she kind of lost where she was. And uh and and I had downloaded her deck, so I knew how many slides she had left. She's like, Oh, well, I'm I'm almost out of time anyway, so I'll just end here. She still had like five minutes left and ten slides. I felt so bad that basically she just got flustered and 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 quit. Yeah. Oh, I felt rough. really really bad. That is rough. Um she she did really well. Like she didn't she didn't look flustered and she kind of laughed it off and 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 ended well, but you I don't know, the yeah. sense was kind of like you still have some time here and you know, uh, it was really good though. Kirsty or no, Stacy probably should not have uh written anything explaining herself like anything that she was not what no, you're the right. other woman was trying to say. You're right. So she had broken out of that before, but only when people had directly addressed her. So there were some yeah. people, so like uh, one of the other speakers, Kendra Hall, she, she did storytelling, and she is a trained storyteller, so hers was really engaging, and she's a really fast talker. So Stacy was having to keep up, and she took like a break, and she's like, all right, I'm going to take a breath and let Stacy catch up. And then Stacy on the monitor set, you know, mentions her name, Stacy semicolon thank you right mm -hmm. so only when she's a, like directly called out would she come back and like come out of character out of that fourth dimension or whatever and Kirsty was the only time that she did it without being addressed which yeah. i think is what threw it out of whack uh, so i was once at a conference in san francisco and it was uh, a conference dedicated probably towards more enterprise level companies so there were some People at some pretty big companies. I mean, Apple was there, Wells Fargo, Best Buy, like some pretty big companies. And uh, this guy got up to give a uh, his spiel in a breakout session. And uh, he was one of three speakers in that particular breakout session. And uh, he he got up there. He was obviously nervous. And uh, started he started his presentation, got maybe 30 seconds in, um, stopped started shuffling his cards around like he was at the wrong spot or he missed he, his cards were off or something, kind of fixed his cards, started over again from the beginning, stopped maybe 10 seconds in, quiet. Um, and then he just looked up and said, I'm sorry, I can't go on. And he walked out. What what conference was this? I won't say. Why I not? I don't know. It, 
I just won't. No, just tell me. It was Cher. Cher? I've yeah. never even heard of that. It's the same thing. Yeah, you have heard of it. Oh, in fact, I'm last time. <laughs> what? what do you mean I've heard of it? I've never heard like of Cher. Like one or two episodes I said Cher, and you said, I've never even heard of that. Oh. <laughs> so I have, I have, like, do you I remember, remember that? From him, yeah. I remember him. Oh, you remember that. How long ago was that? Uh, what that way happened? No, that you said share in our one episode thing. ago. I think oh, it was like last boy, episode. I remember when we called him when he was in Florida, and I said, "Oh, are you going to oh, SMX yeah, East?" And he's like, "No, I'm going to Share 16 or whatever." Yeah, it was two episodes in ago, California or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Share, how long ago did that happen? Last year. Oh, last year. I'll have yeah. to look that up. Oh, it so. was so painful. Like I felt so bad for. I didn't know if he was like had some health issues or was just so nervous. I'm sure it was nerves, man. It had to be. People get. Don't you remember Michael Bay? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Michael no. Bay when he was at what? What was it? Uh, it was like a Samsung event. No, it or was no. What was the big technology well, conference the in Vegas? Right? CES. CES. Yeah. Wasn't it CES. So CES. Samsung had this big event where they maybe it wasn't CS, I don't know. It was something like that where Samsung was uh they were presenting for the first time the huge curved screen and they brought out my like all their like visuals was like Transformers and I don't know all Oh, his Michael movies. Bay the director. Yeah, the director. Okay. So he was the big name they wanted to bring out and Michael Bay was introduced, he comes out and he's all pumped, you know, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm happy to be here." And then all of a sudden the teleprompter shut off and he no longer had the teleprompters. And you could see this energy that he came out with all this confidence because the teleprompters were on. All of a sudden, the teleprompter shut off, and you can see that he kind of like there was panic in his eyes and in his face. And oh, then he man. just kind of like for like maybe five seconds tries to keep going, and then he kind of stops. And then he's on the stage with like the Samsung main guy, and the Samsung guy he tried to save it. He he was like, "Oh yeah, no problem." So, hey, tell us about this. And he just tries to save it, and he's doing really well. And then Michael he, Michael Pay tries again. He's just like, yeah, okay. So, and then he kind of goes back into it. And then, like, 10 seconds later, he's like, sorry, I can't do this. And then he just <laughs> he walks, walks off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. Much worse oh, for rough. Michael Bay than for the, your friend at Cher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. Nothing uh, as bad as anything Steve Ballmer has done, though. You mean coming out like all sweaty or what? Everything he does. He's all like excited. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I get pumped he's up just like, when I watch he's, Steve Ballmer. I feel, I feel embarrassed saying? watching Steve Ballmer. <laughs> no, it's it's oh, more yeah. embarrassing when they feel embarrassed. Like Steve Ballmer, he doesn't feel embarrassed at he, all. He owns it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I see where you're coming from there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so as far as speakers, last thing I'll say here, I'm just going to wrap this up. I don't need to get into the content. We can move on to something else, but... MozCon is worth going to. So we're going to buy our early bird tickets to go next year, like within the next week. We're going to take care of that. We're going to go next year. I mean, it's worth it. Uh, some of the speakers need training in speaking in public, one. Two, a handful of them need to get professional designers to to take care of their slides. There was one lady, I can't even remember her name, but she had like 160 slides, and the content was good. But the visuals were so terrible that it was hard to follow along. Mm. Her presentation should have probably been broken up into three different topics and three different... Like, she just jumped from one thing to another to another and didn't do a good job of connecting them. Um, But but really cool concepts, just not well... Like, she didn't create a story out of it, which is really what, what should have happened. I recommend MozCon way more than I recommend any other conferences that I've been to. Not that I've been to a lot of conferences... But it was fun. You know, it was fun. Uh, the last thing I'll say is this, and then we can move into a topic Brandon brought up. Moz 
MozCon was more SEO focused this year, which I think was intentional yeah. because of the direction that Moz is going with SEO. There were still some elements that were non-SEO, which I think maybe they scheduled before the announcement or whatever. But I am I imagine that next year and going forward, MozCon is be, going to be way heavier SEO focus. Um, and even the the topics that were kind of not strictly SEO were kind of tied into SEO. I'd say the best topics of this year's SEO were the storytelling and the copy. So there were three really great ones. Uh, so Dr. Pete, do you guys know Dr. Pete? So he presented and, and his was specific about keyword research around ideals and not specifically around keywords because of the uh, updates and the trajectory or the future he predicts for for Google and how they are interpreting how, how is that different than the whole topics not keywords thing it, it's kind of the same it's it, it, it it's probably the same his the method he uses he went through step by step using Moz's new tool by grouping keywords into ideals which gives it, it's kind of like uh we talked about wordsmith off the off the air it's kind of like that where you kind of group these keywords into ideals i'm i'm, I'm not doing this Right, but by doing that, it gives you enough variations of a specific phrase that you can uh, litter or sprinkle this through your content, and it still be engaging content, but not like keyword stuffing. So it's, hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Hmm. Check out his slides. Check out the video later, and and you'll see this. Like that was one of the top three or top five presentations of the whole Moscon. I mean, he's a data scientist, you know. So he just dug He's right in. He's a data in. doctor. He's a data doctor. So anyway, Brandon, you want to talk a little... What You said you had two or two three. Three or what? Of the best SEO uh, okay. related. So without going into detail, Joanna Weeb, you guys know her? Nope. So she's... Uh, I think it's Weeb, Joanna Weeb. She's a copywriter. But what she specializes in is conversion copy. So she writes mm. copy that's specifically meant to convert people. And her presentation was very well done, uh, one of the best. And then Kendra Hall, who I mentioned, hers was called The Irresistible Power of Strategic Storytelling. She she does not have a marketing background. She has a storytelling background. Like through high school, she was in, in uh, I don't know, some kind of story cl- club, college. That's what she studied. She joined like the elite uh, memberships of the elite grandmaster storytellers. And she takes that and applies it to marketing, to content, to copy from a storytelling perspective. And since she's a professional storyteller, her presentation was the most enga- engaging and fun to listen to because it was actually, she told it as like a story and she brought in fun little elements. Um, so Joanna Weeb, Kendra Hall, and then um, Pete Myers, who's Dr. Pete. His was really great. Uh, who, who, can, who was the writing converting copy one? Was Joanna her? Weeb. Can you spell that? Joanna is J-O-A-N-N-A, and Weeb is W-I-E-B-E. I'm cool. sure you've seen her on Twitter. You've probably recognized her her profile picture. Awesome. You, so mentioned the, you mentioned, maybe I'm over-interpreting it, but a lower quality production than you were anticipating? Uh, yeah, the production. Like, uh, as you walk in, um, I mean, it was fun, right? It's like space 80s video game themed which is really cool. 
But you walk up to the convention center and there's like one decal on the front windows. You walk in and there's one little poster that shows you to go this way. And then you go up an escalator. There's one more poster and you walk up this escalator. And then it was just like, you know, the it wasn't there wasn't a lot of fanfare and uh, the music wasn't super loud. And uh, the lighting. I mean, the lighting was pretty good. I don't know. It just wasn't as it didn't feel as big and like. Hmm. As as inbound does, you'll 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 see what I'm talking about when you go to inbound. It's it feel they just like and they get a lot of celebrities too. Like inbound had Amy Schumer present or uh, perform. She they had Aziz Ansari uh, as a keynote speaker uh, this year. So this year, if you're going, they have Alc Baldwin as a keynote speaker. <laughs> uh, which a lot of these they kind of the keynote speakers are not typically marketers, right? They come out and they just tell cool stories. They kind of break it up with cool it's almost like Malcolm Gladwell type stuff where they uh, last year they had or not so uh, Insight Summit. Did you go to Insight Summit? You guys didn't go to Insight Summit. That's Qualtrics conference they do in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And they do kind of the same thing where uh most of the presentations are marketing insights, right? Like data-driven, cool stuff. And then and then they bring in people like uh, Captain Phillips came in and told his story. Yeah. And they just break it up. And that's fun, right? That's a mm-hmm. fun, interesting... Uh, and I went for free, right? So it was, it was awesome. Uh, anyway, so Inbound does stuff like that where they kind of break it up with fun. Inbound is more of a... It's not as narrow-focused as MozCon, which is like SEO and, and, and digital marketing. Inbound is more... It's more broad, so they they can yeah. bring in more business focused items, and it was fun. Inbound had some cool keynotes. Did you get a chance to see Boston, or does the conference pretty much run like the entire day every day? Uh, no, like you have night, like it's over at four or five, and you have the rest and of the day out, to do whatever you go want out and eat, whatever. Yeah, and Boston has good food. I was underwhelmed a little bit with Boston. Usually, when I travel to like fun new places that I've never been to, it gives me this sense of awe and how like old Boston is and the history yeah. there, and I didn't get the same feel. I've been to Boston twice. The second time was a lot better. The first time was when I went to inbound. I went to Boston two months ago, and and I had more time. And sounds like you just uh, maybe you were just in a bad mood the whole time. It might have been. It might have been the company. <laughs> yeah. Was oh, with... <laughs> was it? Uh, was that the time that you ran the camera and there was like something you did wrong or no? That what was... was that? No, that was an internal company oh, okay. meeting. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, that was a myriad event. Like that was. That was our national sales meeting. Uh, as long as we are talking conferences, it's Conf Talk today on Below Comp Fold. Talk. Is uh, that the title? Yeah. Comp, Comp Talk. talk. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do at conferences? Uh, like when you go out, do you, do you meet people? Like how do you how do you kind of meet people, approach people? Like what do you do to start conversations? How do you get past, uh, make people feel like you're not just trying to sell them something? I, you know, I don't know. I was just at uh, an event today, and uh, I wanted to meet some new people, but I kind of felt weird just walking up and be like, hey, what's your name? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't have a good answer. I don't do that. I will say this about MozCon, <laughs> though, is they organize events after the conference that people can meet up the, the Moz, to. The Moz after party or whatever? Yeah. They, so the first night, it was like, uh, I didn't go to any of them, <laughs> but the first night was, I can't even remember what it's called, Moz crawl. First one was Moz Crawl, oh, where they had bar six crawl? bar. Yeah, it's a bar crawl. Six bars that you can bounce between, and they had a card that you could go get stamped, and there was a prize for people who. Yeah, you know, so whatever. Cameron won that last year. He won what? What did he get? Golden Roger. Oh yeah, Golden Roger. Yeah. So, anyway, so they have some stuff to help you meet. Yeah, people. I didn't do that, and, and 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 a lot of people love that, and that's not like 
that's like you're not really supposed to talk business. You know, you're supposed to get to know people and have a good time. The second night was Moz Ignite, which is where they is that the five minute five presentations? minute presentation. That's a cool idea. I wanted to go to that. Uh, on Monday evening, I realized, holy cow, I've got friends in Seattle. And one of my friends uh, reached out to me, and, sh- and she's like, hey, uh, how long are you in Seattle? And I was like, oh, dang, I forgot you lived here. So we got together and, and, and hung out on Tuesday evening. So I missed Moz Ignite. And then uh, Wednesday, we we flew home. So, But they, hmm. they, they had some get-together on Wednesday, some yeah. club thing on Wednesday night or something. Yeah. So they do that, which I think is fun. Inbound does something similar. I remember one night they have like designated restaurants that people go to and you can like uh, inbound.org was involved in that where inbound.org really helped create a community of marketers after hours. They're like, hey, this is where we're going to be tonight. We're going to be at this restaurant. So if you want to come Del Frisco's tonight, if you want to come mingle with the inbound.org community this is where we'll be, Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. They'll probably do it again this year because I think Inbound.org uh, was, uh, did some really cool is stuff. Is it just stuff that gets on the front page? Do they pin something or something like that? Yeah. So I, I got my Inbound.org shirt, and that was Inbound. So Inbound.org, what they did was they said, anyone who wants a T-shirt, uh, here's instructions. Go to some breakout session, take notes, and upload them to this thread so everyone it was kind of like we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. If everyone does that, then you can go back to this thread and pick whichever breakout you weren't able to go to and get all the notes for people who went. Cool. And then you get you get this cool t-shirt. So I'm sure they'll do something similar. I ran into Ed at Inbound last year and we talked. Awesome. Uh so he's my once a year talking buddy. <laughs> um we'll have to reach out to him and see if he'll come on the show. Conf talk. Uh Brandon, you got any tips for me? So, well, I'm with Jacob. Uh, <sighs> I think Jacob and I are probably the two worst people to ask because <laughs> I don't really put a lot of effort, and I don't really go to uh, conferences like you guys do. I mainly. feel like you're. I, I mean, you're at lots of local <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you're at the local yeah, stuff. But I'm still horrible. And you throw conferences yourself. I also feel like you're the probably the most extroverted. <laughs> That's uh, a joke. Are, are you joking? <laughs> Yeah, actually you're here. probably Brandon's the, no, I was, Brandon's the most introvert i wasn't joking <laughs> but now upon reflection i think jake is probably the yeah the most jake extroverted by far. by far and then yeah. you <laughs> next to brandon by far <laughs> i mean this guy is All the right. type that will grab an no one knows when you say this guy who you're talking about <laughs> jacob <laughs> is the type that will grab an in and out literally employee. grab them <laughs> if you make a negative comment about their burgers so that takes an, an extrovert right there what <laughs> <laughs> to do that but know. having said that i was oh, actually I, I remember that yes that was pack you're like giving no context yeah to inside story. jokes are great for podcasts yeah <laughs> packed in i started to tell it and then i realized it was lame so I <laughs> that's all right Let, yeah let's let's skip past that <laughs> okay no one cares <laughs> um a lot of people won't even know what in and out burger is <laughs> that's true i'm sure a lot of people know in and out burger all right not our russian Brandon? fans anyway I uh, now you got me sidetracked with In and Out, but mm. uh, I was actually thinking about this uh, a couple days ago because I just went to another networking event on Wednesday morning, and I'm usually the type that will just kind of sit there, and usually somebody or a few people will gravitate towards me and say, "Hey, how you doing? It's been a while, yada yada," and I just talk to them, and then I usually head out. Uh, I, I realized that networking is very much like dating, and I'm I am the worst person to give dating advice. I mean, I met my wife because we worked together. I don't think I would have met her in any other situation just because I suck at social situations. But I was thinking of like, I got to come up with some like icebreakers 
with uh to like break the ice it's very much like pickup lines in dating and while you mentioned that and jacob was talking my ideas were hey do you know the wi-fi password here even if you know it bingo um that's that's an easy one or you know is this seat taken cool uh oh by the way i'm so-and-so or are you here with your team or just yourself and then uh did you hear so-and-so speak if you have like multiple ones and then uh the other one i just had was hey do you know if they mentioned if there was like a deck for that presentation i missed the end even if you know or that you know they didn't do anything then you break the ice but even still that's my ideas i've never actually done any of those but hmm. uh i like those i like that i could do yeah. all that i actually uh and then i that's not, that's the easy part just starting yeah no, the easy start... part the easy part is saying like hey what's the wi-fi and then they give it to you that's the point where you can gauge whether or not they are willing you know because, here's the other yeah. thing. because you need something else. You yeah, say, yeah. hey, what's the Wi-Fi? They say... Uh, you say, okay, great. Yeah. They give it to you. You say, okay, thanks. And then what? Then you... But this is the other thing, though. You walk up to a random guy in the street and try this, then yes, you're inconveniencing this person. They may or may not want to talk to you versus at a networking event. Everybody is there to network. Not true. Very much like a giant, I was not there to network. Well, majority of the people, because people always, like I, and especially here, I mean, we're in BYU territory, so they're using the same dating skills at these networking events. And people come up, hi, I'm Greg. I uh, founded this company. What do you do? And like, I can't tell you how many people just come up and they're just right to the point. And, you know what? Yeah. You, you must have a face that's like inviting because people don't do that. <laughs> And, and you I gotta go to a promo no, events. yeah, you gotta go to the, the local <laughs> events, man. That uh, I've been to local events. No. I'm a local. I live here. No, no, I mean like the local Utah startup events. That stuff is. Rampant. You mean the ones full of entrepreneurs? Uh huh. Okay, I can see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is a lot of the ones I go to are entrepreneurs, and usually entrepreneurs are more outgoing, extrovert type people, and I'm not. So. I guess I kind of play off that because I know people are just going to reach out to me. But if I went like network, like even like the SLCSEM, uh, a lot of people are kind of, they stick to their groups. They sit together. They don't really talk to anyone. Yeah. They might, they might point over another company and make a couple jokes. Okay. But here's the thing with networking. Okay. What's the end goal? If, if I, so I wanted to, there were speakers like the, the English girl, Kirsty. I wanted to go talk to her. I didn't, I didn't want to talk to her about a presentation. I wanted to like spark up like a fun, interesting conversation uh, I don't know how to do that. You know, people go up to her and they're like, Hey, I loved your presentation. Here's a question about something that you kind of didn't really touch on. And then she's like, Oh, great. I love that. And, and I know they love that, but I don't, that's not what I, I want. I don't want to talk shop with these people. I want to uh-huh. talk interesting, like get to know them kind of things. So I, I actually sent her a tweet today and I said, Hey, I loved your MozCon talk, but I did it in Morse code. I sent her a Morse code tweet, (laughs) and I did that because I went back into her Twitter, and Uh I was looking at stuff she was posting, and she posted an image of a texting conversation she was having with her boyfriend in Morse code. Cool. And she said, I love, you know, I don't remember what she said, something about this guy is so cool. I, I like them or something like that. So I created my tweet in Morse code and I tweeted her. I'm pretty sure she was like one or two hours into her eight or nine <laughs> hour flight. So I'll probably hear something later. That's uh, awesome, man. But uh, like on Twitter, I feel more comfortable. My next one, like I, I my original tweet was 
<laughs> my original tweet was, loved your MozCon talk, one of the best, let's be friends. And when that's translated into Morse code, it takes up like 300 <laughs> characters. So I had to, I had to literally, I, I like got my character limit by uh, loved your MozCon talk. Yeah. That was my 140 character limit. That's cool, man. Code. That's cool. Uh, I have learned that at conferences, what I like to do the best is hang out on Twitter and just be a smart ass and <laughs> just make fun of people. You like that? That's like. That's, you get a lot of followers and likes for that? Uh, surprisingly, yeah. I wish I had been more active on Twitter. I thought about it the whole time, but I could not get myself to do it for some reason. I, and I, I hate, I hate being serious on Twitter, man. Like, I hate, I hate being serious on inbound.org. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's just fun when you just make fun of stuff. Like, I don't like to make fun of the speakers, <laughs> but sometimes I'll, uh, like one, uh, like and, if someone's dressed with a bow tie, you, you, you put a picture of them next to doctor who right it's not like poking fun it's just like like one one presenter fun one presenter says something like yeah and cortana knows your preferences and i was like wait cortana knows my dot 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 preferences and uh people that that's pretty people like that yeah people okay actually i just thought of the best networking advice i can ever give and i wish i had done it and that is reach out to people you want to network with before the event like through Twitter. So make a list, right? You make a list of all the people. And, and I recognize there are people at the event that you've never met and don't know, and you can do it a different way. But for like the speakers, for example, if you want to meet up with the speakers and you say, hey, you reach out on Twitter and say, hey, I love this topic. I'm really looking forward to your talk. I'd love to meet up sometime. Then, and, and they can respond and say, oh, I'd love that. Then when you get to the event and you see them and you walk up to them and you're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, and you've already broken the ice before you get to the event. I think that... Uh, would be awesome. I like that. You like oh, that's that? That's cool. It's yeah. good. It's good. I and came I up with that one with myself. Yours, with your thing with the whole tweet, I think the idea I had was if I wanted to connect to a presenter, because they're usually getting mauled after a presentation, and it's, I think for them, it's almost like your wedding day where it's just a blur. Like, you don't remember anyone that you were shaking hands with afterwards, but they're always happy to give you their business card. So just by simply going up, that was awesome. Hey, do you by chance have a business card? I want to learn a little bit more about what you do, whether you're interested or not. Then you have their email, and then a few days later you follow up. Maybe you study their deck and come up with like a good question, and then that might lead into a sale for you or whatever your ultimate goal is. But I feel like you stick out a little bit more versus the, like you said, the average Joe who just walks up yeah. and says, good job. And then, Speaking of average Joe, Joe Hall spoke at MozCon, and his was a little lackluster. He spoke about well, average. Is Joe Hall? He's the he's the really. I don't know how to say this without maybe coming off as insensitive. He's the little guy who's handicapped in a motorized wheelchair. I don't know. Look him up. Uh, he's he's pretty well known in like the technical SEO side of things, but um, yeah, okay. He talked a lot about man. I'm trying to remember. I think I have his presentation. Joe Hall. No, I didn't download his. I only downloaded the ones I thought I would <laughs> look back to later. Uh, look, look his up. He, I think he talked a lot about. Uh, oh, his was about architecture. Architecture, building better information architecture for the web. Yeah, ar- architecture. And there were some things he said that that I was just like, I'm not sure I I buy that. Um, hmm. I don't know. Anyway, you can look that up later. Uh, some of his stuff was pretty good, but I. Anyway, doesn't matter. Cool. So, Conf Talk. Anything else? That's it. That's networking. 
My last question for, <clears throat> for you guys. If Apple removed the headphone jack from the MacBook Pro, oh, your boy. reaction would be? They've already done that with the MacBook. But not the MacBook Pro. My reaction? Yeah. Would you be pissed or would you be like, eh, not a big deal? Uh, at this point, I wouldn't care because I have my MacBook Pro and it has a headphone jack. But if you were to upgrade in the future? If I'm going to upgrade in the future, 100%. And if they do that, then the upgrade will just include uh, some adapter, some dongle or an adapter, yeah. I don't. I think that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it doesn't bother me, and and why it bothers me that people are bothered. Okay. <laughs> Apple and other companies, not just Apple, are looking at the future of technology. Okay. One of the reasons why we're not advancing in technology is because people are are too attached to obsolete technologies like CDs. Right. CDs are still sold. And for, for a long time, CDs were still made in cars, long after the majority of people stopped using CDs. If they got rid of the CD player in a car, that would leave so much more room for other technologies in that space. And uh, I, I don't know what else, but that's what bothers me is Apple is looking forward and people are trying to hold on to things because, oh, it's inconvenient because all my headphones have this jack. It's like, no, you buy a $10 adapter and you can plug it in. And honestly, it's not that big of a it, deal. Well, it takes Apple removing the headphone jack for your headphone manufacturers to stop making headphones That's with right. the old jack. That's right. And, and, and we're trying to go wireless. Why are people trying to plug in when Apple's trying to unplug and make it better? That's a better experience. Well, You can walk away from your computer and walk around your house with your headphones on without being plugged in and still be tapped into the music or the podcast or whatever you're listening to. What I don't now, know why Brandon? people are trying to keep what now, this back. SD card slot? I never use the SD card slot. I use it. I use it daily. You could you there's an adapter. Okay. Yep. There's gonna <laughs> That's be a, the thing. There's like, gonna be an adapter. So I agree with you. Like with the phone, I don't care that the headphone jack's gone. I agree. Oh, it, it, it it's only a limited period of time that you'll need an adapter because once the camera makers Which adapt, they do. And they do. Most like most new cameras now have Wi Fi built in, you just transfer Wi Fi. You transfer it in. That's how you transition into new technology is is being inconvenienced by your old technology. Yeah, it's just an expensive inconvenience. It is expensive. And you know what? Technology is is advancing at a rate to where inconveniences are going to be happening more often. So get used to it. <clears throat> well, what do you think? Unnecessary. Wow. Wow. Now I just told you. Wow, that was good. <laughs> so I agree. Like, Amen. For every Mac device, like the Air, the phone, tablets, they're not designed for power users, whereas the MacBook Pro is designed... Still, for that hardcore techie who's wired in with their HDMI cables, you know, their I, Ethernet don't going in. I don't think that's true anymore, man. I think the the MacBook Pro is the default MacBook. What do you mean, power user? How can we not create a device that's for power users that's more efficient? What do you mean? You take out all those slots. You take out the HDMI. You take out the um, H, uh, USB. You take out the SD card. You take out the phone jack. That's a ton of space that now can go into new technology that will advance our society. It, it will make you more efficient. <laughs> I don't know. It's just better. It, it sounds leaves more like room it takes for better a lot technology. Of to do this. Apple is very courageous. <laughs> well, I uh, disagree. So you want him to keep all that bullcrap? <clears throat> yeah, I got for your convenience. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm paying for convenience. Okay, well, you have a MacBook Pro right now. Sure. But eventually, this is going to be obsolete. You're right. And I'm going to want to upgrade, but I'm still going to have the headphones that I bought. How much time? What do you mean, how much time? How much time from right now with with you having this MacBook Pro, are you going to still have this before you upgrade? Probably. A year? Two years? 
probably four to five. You're gonna have least. this for four to five years, and you oh, think in four to five years your your headphones aren't gonna need upgrading? No. In four to five years, <laughs> come man? on. I don't think so. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see when we're recording our our six hundredth episode. <laughs> we'll ask you. Every, you still have your every year, without fail, Brandon has to crap all over Apple whenever they do. I love new. no, he loves Apple. In no, fact, every every year, every year since I'm, I'm just open minded. I know that I am uh, responsible for some percentage of Brandon's conversion to Apple. Sure, you both are. I contribute it to both of you guys. I converted in 2007, but you I know, say I have. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just say if they're going to get rid of all this stuff, which it sounds like they are, based off their surveys, they just got to call it. Something else, but not the MacBook Pro. You mean they should keep manufacturing the MacBook Pro with all this stuff and then create a new line of computers or just, that is the same thing without them? Basically. So I mean, the MacBook Pro C. No, don't call it the Pro because it's not for pros because you're taking all the features away. What do you away. mean it's not for pros? You're not the taking the features away, these computers man. no longer are pros. No adapters, HDMI. Adapters. No SD card. Adapters. Yeah, but that's You so know why annoying. they're called adapters? Because you need to adapt to use them. <laughs> Well, it's annoying. I get that, but they're not taking the features away. People are acting like they took out the headphone jack. The now I away. can't listen to music. That's right. Like what? Are more you talking so, about? the the computers are going to be more advanced and more powerful for the pro users. So, if anything, they should keep MacBook Pro for the newer version and keep, make these ones the MacBook for losers. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. That's the one I have. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> And I like it. And I'm not gonna. I'm, not gonna upgrade uh, I'm so for a while, excited but... for the new MacBook, man. So excited. The Pro. Yep. I, I will say this though: the new MacBooks are way overpriced. Not the Pros. Yeah, mm. they're way overpriced. Can, aren't they like more expensive than the lowest Pro? Uh, I think so. That's weird. That's weird. Anyway, we're out of time. I do like that conversation, though. I'm glad you brought that up. It made this episode <laughs> a little bit more interesting. A little right more spicy. <laughs> Uh, Got to stir the pot a little bit. Stir the pot. You should have done that at the beginning. <laughs> it's been a while since we had a good debate in here. No, the last good one was just like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. It was the one. You remember which one that location? was? Uh, location? Location, 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 location. No, that one was the one where Paxton was gone. It was the week before that. There was Stranger Things. It was, was the, the one on your Facebook post. Your Facebook post, you said, this is like a Fox News Something or other. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't remember what we're talking about. Anyway. I did get, uh, get a little passionate. Yeah, it was good. I don't All remember right. what we talked about. If you liked this episode or any other episodes, please rate us on iTunes. It really helps out a lot. If you want to reach out, share topic ideas, submit questions, or any other engagement you'd like to have with us, reach out on Twitter at BelowTheFoldIO. And if that's all, we'll catch you next week. Below the Fold. <laughs>